Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Football Universe Cast Channel. Today, um, continuing our the lead up to the World Cup Qatar 2022, um, we have another team to preview, and one of the strong teams and one of the hot favorites for this year's World Cup, and, and in also to be honest, in every World Cup, Brazil. Brazil is a team who has consistently been strong, even though um, they have not been. Um, they, they have not been very, uh, players may not be as famous as the English players, the Spanish players, or the German players, but they have been consistent in World Cups, um, consistently making in the into the knockout stages. And this year, in 2022, with the team um, filling up with uh, much more youngster players like Vinicius Jr., Martinelli, maybe, uh, during the squad, and maybe lesser on over-reliance on Neymar, can they take a step forward and win the World Cup. Today on the channel, we have once again our international football expert, Cedric. Cedric, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> no problem. And also, um, um, Uday as well, my co-host Uday. Uh, sorry, no, sorry, not Uday. Arjun, Arjun, welcome back. Wow. <laughs> I, was the, I was the first co-host, okay? <laughs> good, good to be back discussing one of the favourites in Brazil. <laughs> I didn't know how to be jealous, I didn't. <laughs> I'm used to it already. <laughs> Alright, um, Uday um, cannot join us today, unfortunately, due to personal reasons. Alright, so um, without further ado, let's start today's discussion. Um, the first question will go to Cedric. So, um, Cedric, Brazil will, um, of course, in the same group with Serbia, uh, Switzerland and Cameroon. How do you see the chances getting out of the group and also how far would they go um, in the top uh, Yeah, so unlike England that we just talked about, I think uh, <laughs> Brazil yeah. are the true favourites of this World Cup. Uh, <laughs> anyone who, who doesn't put Brazil in the top five, is kind of you're kind of crazy <laughs> not to do so. And yeah, I mean, if you look at past tournaments, they have disappointed. Uh, in the 2018 World Cup, they lost to Belgium. Uh, yes. On home soil, they should have won, and they lost 7-1 <laughs> against Germany. And uh, yeah, so they have had some disappointing losses, mainly in the quarterfinals uh, stages. Uh, but uh, for this time around, uh, I I see a smooth path, at least until the semifinals. We, we'll see if, if if they fall in the quarterfinals again. But I think this time they, they will go past the quarterfinal stage. But of course, that's not enough. Because uh, if you talk to any Brazilian, for them... They have that Pep Guardiola, uh, Alex Ferguson mentality where every new tournament, that's my new trophy. So they're not happy with, oh, um, we are second. Oh, we are, we are we're in the semifinals. Every new FIFA World Cup should be, uh, should belong to the Brazilians. That's how they see things. So that's why every World Cup, you're always talking about Brazil as the one of the favorites. And uh, we, in their group, I think only Switzerland has a chance to stop them because Switzerland parks the bus yeah. really well. Uh, but if you look at Serbia and Cameroon, I think Brazil blows past those two easily. Okay, all right. Thanks, Cedric. Um, Arjun, how about you? What do you think of Brazil's chances in this game? Um, that, I mean, my international football knowledge is not as good as Cedric, but 
as a as a uh, spectator of the World Cup as well, uh, I I do agree with Cedric in that Brazil has to be one of the favorites. At, I'm sorry, at every World Cup, um, uh, even in the World Cups, they have disappointed. Uh, like Cedric mentioned, 2014, 2018, um, even 2010. So, given that, I think uh, they have to at least reach the semi-finals, if not the finals. Well, okay, that's, that's a pretty big um, prediction from, uh, given the fact that Brazil has not been in the final of the World Cup since 2002, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, but Cedric, uh, in terms of the representative, uh, or the representative from South America? Do you think Brazil is one of the strongest? Um, or indeed, Argentina is uh, stronger than Brazil in terms of the representation? Yeah, I think Brazil will be a bit hurt from the Copa America win uh, yeah. that Argentina yeah. got last year. And so they're not, they're, they don't have any affinity for, oh, Messi finally got a trophy. They're like, no, every trophy should belong to us. So they don't really care that, you know, Messi finally got his trophy with Argentina. They'll be hurting from that. And they actually have a chance to stop Messi from winning the World Cup because if everything goes to plan, they'll actually end up in Argentina's draw and uh, they'll meet each other in the semifinals if that happens. Yeah, so uh, that will be the decider. I think whoever wins that will, will win the World Cup. Uh, it's a coin flip, honestly, because uh, you can ask many different people. People will say, uh, Argentina people will say Brazil, but those two are neck and neck. So those two are the, are the favorites for me in this World Cup. And whoever wins that wins that semi-final clash, if that clash happens, well, we'll go on to win that World Cup. Yeah, good point, Cedric. Um, Arjun, I have a question for you regarding your uh, uh, left wing because this year or since the 2018 World Cup, we start to see a lesser of, of reliance on Neymar um, on, in the Brazil national football team. And also, um, we, have to, we have to mention Vinicius Junior. He has been phenomenal for Real Madrid past few seasons. I watched him against Liverpool in the Champions League final. Very good. He was very fast, very agile. And Trent Alexander basically couldn't handle him at all. So do you think that this uh, lesser of reliance on Neymar actually will, will be better for Brazil? And also, even so, I, I, I do feel like in some way, I will start Vinicius over Neymar and the left. What do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you brought up a good point there. I think one of the reasons they were so successful in the early 2000s was because of reliance on star players like uh, Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Kaká, Adriano. They had a whole generation, uh, the golden generation of Brazil, all of whom were Ballon d'Or winner level uh, players who were star players uh, for their clubs, which is why they were able to do so well. Um, after that, one of the reasons why they haven't reached the final or did so well is because of over-reliance on one or two star players. Uh, 2000. Then I think they were it, it was a fading Brazil squad. Um, 2014 and 2018, like you mentioned, over-reliance on Neymar. Not many other star players in the team. But right now, the Brazil team seems much more balanced. And like you said, I think even without Neymar in the team, they, they do look quite a solid team. They are only light at the back in, the, in defense, but their attack is well-stacked. Uh, a lot of Brazilian talent playing in top European clubs. Uh, which is going to be competition for places uh, across the front four, I would think. Yeah, I think you raised a good point about over-reliance on Neymar for the past few tournaments. Um, we see that Neymar got injured in the 2014 semi-final against Germany and then they lost completely 7-1 to Germany. So so, so it's quite... Uh, this this time round, it's quite a uh, balanced Brazil squad, I would say. 
and, and not much of a uh, limelight on, on Neymar in terms of his uh, um, tricks and in, and in terms of his diving skills and whatnot. So, so I feel um, that can help the team focus better. Cedric, regarding the goalkeeping department, would you pick Ellison or Edison? Uh, yeah, this is another one of those coin flips, right? If different people have uh, different opinions, there's no clear choice here. Personally, I'll go with Allison. Uh, uh, but you know, if, because if I tell you, uh, what what's good about Allison, uh, you can similarly say, hey, wait, Edison does that too. Edison can save penalties as well. Edison has good distribution as well. Uh, Edison makes good saves as well. But uh, I guess from my point of view, I've seen Allison use his hands more, and and most recently, I have uh, seen Allison save a penalty. So for that reason, I'll go with Allison. And also Liverpool has been, uh, not to say conceding goals, but like more people are willing to attack Liverpool. So Allison is more active in that. Whereas now teams are not very uh, brave to attack Man City. So Allison has been quite, um, as, except for the 6-3 game against Man United, uh, Allison has been quite like uh, bored <laughs> in his games. So for that, I'll, I'll choose Allison. Not to mention Allison recently assisted a goal as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think Edison also assisted. Like, there was a stats that showed, like, goalkeeper stats, like, uh, assists. Like, you never imagine that you see assist uh, uh, stats for a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, so to be honest, they are both quite... Uh, they are actually evenly matched, you know, in every department, I would say. They are. They are. This is this is Brazil's, like, right-back problem for England. Like, <laughs> you have so many... You have two talented goalkeepers, but only one can play. So, uh... I, I think Edison's the starting goalkeeper for Brazil now, right? Uh yeah, but personally I would I would go with Allison. I think Tite kind of um rotate between the two of them. So so I was, I, I'm also not sure he has a starting goalkeeper. Right. I think what do you but think? That, yeah. Yeah, uh I mean <laughs> like like uh Cedric mentioned it's really tough to choose between top two goalkeepers. But for me too, I think Allison just edges it ahead, ahead of Edison. Um, I think because one of the points brought up uh, by Cedric is, as well is that uh, to me it seems like Edison is a very good goalkeeper and you're a team that has very high possession uh, playing against maybe a back-to-walls team but Edison is a more well-rounded keeper in that sense even when his defense fails him I think you can rely on Edison more than you can rely on Edison Edison is a top keeper but um, it does seem sometimes that when you breach the city defense the goal just goes in uh, Edison doesn't seem to be as solid as Edison when it comes to the main aspect of goalkeeping saves. Yep, I agree. Um, and also another point I want to bring up is I'm looking at this team and then their squad, the Brazil squad. Um, I just, um, I'm looking at the um, contrary to England that is their wing back, their left back and their right back seems like a weak position for Brazil. Yeah, uh, like. Yep. Definitely agree with that. Uh, seems, they seem very, very short there. Gone are the days of Danny Alves and Marcelo, or the days of Cafu and uh, Roberto Carlos. Roberto Carlos, yep. Yeah, uh, gone are the days of Mykon as well. Uh, so it, it's quite weird because uh, I've grown up seeing Brazil having top fullbacks, like top right back and top left back. And now you can't say they have either uh, one top position. So they might have to, you know, alter their tactics to cover the weakness. It'll be interesting how uh, Brazil set up to, you know, nullify the threat on their pullbacks. 
Yeah, I mean, like at this point, you can't predict who is going to start in left back and right back position. Uh, Danny Alves is also old, old uh, he's getting older already, even though he's still playing. Yeah, he's right. one of the players that covered for, 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 for a few um, addition of the World Cup for the past, past few years. So, uh, moving on to our next topic, Cedric, um, which is the starting 11 of this Brazil national team. Who would be in your starting 11? I'm interested to see who will start. Uh, who will you start on the left wing if you are Tite and will Neymar be starting uh, in a different position, like a striker or right wing position? Um, take it away, Cedric. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the thing about Brazil is they usually like to play the, the tiki-taka way. Uh, so that the best way for that is either a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. Um, uh, so I, I've gone with a 4-2-3-1. But uh, if you indulge me, I, I have another alternate one if they are willing to use. Although I doubt they will use that one. But I'll start with the one that I think they will use, which is 4-2-3-1. So we start with mm -hmm. Allison as the goalkeeper. And then uh, in terms of centre-back, there's not much choices. So I'm going with PSG's Marquinhos. And a Chelsea's Thiago Silva. Left back and right back. They're not having the best times at their clubs. But again, sorry, there's no choices. So Seville's uh, Teles. And then um, uh, Juventus's uh, Danilo. Although I, I checked that Danilo actually plays as a centre-back. Like a left, uh, a right-sided centre-back for uh, for Juve. So uh, to put him in right-back for, for Brazil is like, uh, it's kind of strange. But again, there's no real options there. So there's no choice. Um, in terms of the center mid, I know that uh, they always play Casemiro and Fred a lot, but personally, I will I will go with Casemiro and Fabinho. I don't think this would eventually happen at the World Cup. I think uh, Tite loves Fred, uh, and Fred and Fred hasn't done anything at, on uh, in the national team that uh, that uh, deserves dropping. So I understand why Fred is still playing, but personally, I just think Fabinho brings more to the table, brings more uh, assurance, especially with the defense being. Uh, quite shaky for Brazil and uh, in terms of the attack so I am going with Vinicius Jr. at the left wing and uh, Rafinha on the right wing so Neymar still plays for me but Neymar will be like the number 10 role uh, playing behind the striker and in my my striker right now is Rodrigo because uh, Richarlison is injured yeah now uh, that's for my 4-2-3-1 but I do I did create one where it's 3-4-3 three, three. and 3-4-3 three, oh. three is a bit hard to play that tricky tiki-taka way but this is inspired by what uh, Belgium did uh, in the 2018 World Cup when they had no wingers, basically. Uh, sorry, they had no fullbacks. Like they, they played Munir and then they played uh, Nasser Chadli. And then in 2021, they played uh, Torgen Hazard as well. So if Brazil is brave enough to do that, what they can do is they can play three at the back. So still Marquinhos and Silva, but you add uh, Militao in there. Uh, then for right, right wing back, you have Rafinha. And in left wing back, this is where Arsenal fans will rejoice. I'm I'm actually putting Martinelli at a really? left wing back. Yes. Uh, Casemiro, Fabinho keeps their places. And then we have uh, Junior, Neymar, Rodrigo. So the only two changes is that I'll drop the two fullbacks and I'll I'll, I'll put in Militao and then uh, I'll I'll add uh, Martina, uh, Martinelli. Okay. I'm surprised that you choose uh, Thiago Silva over Militao in your 4 2 3 one line up because right. uh, I, I'm very concerned about Thiago Silva's age. You know, he's 38 years old and then uh, I would yeah, just yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh I guess you can make a case for Militao, but uh I I checked like the 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 lineups that Brazil has been doing uh for the past mm -hmm. few friendly matches. Uh he has been playing Marquinhos and Silva as the as the back two. Uh Militao has been sitting on the bench. 
So uh, I guess he's more comfortable with Silva. But yes, definitely there's the case to be made for, for Militao. Uh, the reason I put Silva in is because I think there needs to be some experience at the back. Or else, like, if you look, if you take Silva out, it's Danilo, Marquinhos, and Tellers. There's not much experience there in terms of, like, uh, a been there, done that, uh, a winning at, uh, like, uh, doing well at the international stage. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, Arjun, over to you. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, my squad has, my starting eleven has similarities with Cedric as well. Uh, I went with a 4 2 3 1 as well. And uh, I think you asked as for the keeper already, it was Ellison. My back four has a bit of a surprise in it. I would go with Danilo, Fabinho, Marquinhos, and Dallas. So uh, I also agree that Brazil needs to play Fabinho and Casemiro because I feel that mm -hmm. both of them are top players that uh, they can't afford to leave out either one. But I feel like playing both of them in the midfield is a bit much. So, which is why I I actually like seeing Fabinho play centre-back for Liverpool. So, I think that could be an option for Brazil. So, I went with Fabinho and Marquinhos pairing, centre-back pairing. So, I could put Casemiro in midfield with Fred as well. Uh, because as Cedric mentioned, Fred has been doing well for Brazil. And I think Fred is a different kind of midfield player to the other options they have, a centre-midfield player, who uh, has a lot of energy to press. He's... Uh, a little bit in the mold of Kante, obviously not as good as Kante, but you know that, that kind of energy running around. Whereas Casemiro and Fabinho are more of the defensive midfielders who sit in and intercept. So the midfield two will be Casemiro and Fred, and Neymar is the number ten as well. I think that is the role he operates best in, sort of giving him a free role, and he can affect the game from there. And my front three is Vinicius, Rafinha, and Jesus. Um. I think even though Jesus has sort of stopped scoring for Arsenal, he has, uh, his goals has dried up, but he gives quite a lot in the number nine position. He like uh, he gives different options. He can interchange with the front players, run into the channels, links up very well. And I think he could be a very good option for Brazil to be their starting number nine. Yep, I agree. Um, very good lineup. Um, I would like to share my starting eleven as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, before that, Arjun, I think you went for a, a MU kind of center mid <laughs> with Fred as Casemiro. Was there a bit um, of bias there? <laughs> um, not not exactly, actually. <laughs> All right. Would you, Arjun, would you start Anthony on right wing? I consider that, but I think it's too early for him to be a starting winger. Vinicius and Rafinha have done. Vinicius in particular, I think, obviously he has to start. And on the other wing, Rafinha, I think, has done more than Anthony to deserve his place. Uh, and provides a different option. Anthony is more in the same mold as uh, Neymar and uh, Vinicius in a bit. Like, he loves to dribble. He's more direct. He loves a bit of showboating. Whereas Rafinha is slightly different. So I think they could use the different option as well in the starting lineup. But Anthony could be a good uh, bench player to come on and uh, as a sub, if backs up. I agree. Okay. Um, I, I will now share my starting lineup. Um, my goalkeeper this season, uh, I think Cedric uh, brought up a very good point uh, regarding Alison uh, as well. Why I choose Alison? Um, also because she is more active, open in the common active this season. So uh, Alison for me as my goalkeeper. Uh, my defender, I, um, by the way, I also go for 4 2 3 1 formation. 
my four defenders from left to right is uh, LS, Martinez, Militao, and um, right back is Danilo. Um, of course, Danny Alves can be a backup, um, experienced backup at it. Um, I chose Militao over Thiago Silva is also because um, um, he is younger and he is faster and he is, a, he is a Champions League winner. So, yeah, I think that, that alone justifies his uh, inclusion ahead of Silva. For the holding midfielder, I went with Fabinho and Casemiro. I think these two is um, strong enough and secure enough for the front four to go ahead and take the position. So with these two in anchor, my uh, front four is a bit surprising. My left wing is Vinicius Jr. Um, even the fact he has shined, he has shown um, for, for Real Madrid for, for two seasons now, ever since uh, the low of um, Benzema telling his teammate not to pass to him, I, I feel like he has matured. He has been um, providing his... Um, sufficient output for the team as well. So not just knowing how to show both and, and, and drawing fouls, but also scoring goals as well. So, so he justified in the left wing position. In the center attacking midfielder position, um, I'm going to play Roberto Firmino there. Because this season, I feel that he, um, he is Liverpool's top scorer um, in the Premier League as well. So uh, he has done well, and his linked-up play um, in terms of the number nine role, the the, the the fourth nine role, has been very good for the past few seasons. So I feel that he, um, he he is most suitable in the number ten role compared to Neymar. Um, I feel Neymar's best position um, is uh, on the left wing. Uh, during his Barcelona days, he has been playing there. So so I still feel that he should um, his only position he should play on the left wing. For right wing. I have, um, if Richarlison is fit, I will play Richarlison there. Um, he has been playing very well for Spurs. Previously, he has been dragging Everton um, uh, out of the relegation. So, so he is a very, very good player. I feel. I'll play Richarlison ahead of Rafinha. And for the centre-forward, um, I agree with Arjun. I will, I will play um, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, I feel that it was a very good it was a risky move, but it, it, it actually was a very successful move for him to move from City to Arsenal ahead of the World Cup. And and yeah, he has been the leading striker for Arsenal this season and he has been contributing for them. Yeah, so he is my number nine. So for me, Neymar's on the bench as an impact sub. Probably I'll bring him on um sixty minutes, six seventy minutes, just to just when the opposition defenders are starting to get tired. And then I have a fresh Neymar to bring it on. Uh, that's when he can contribute the most, more, more effectively, I feel. And also with this well-balanced Brazil squad with no um, pressure to, to, to giving the ball to Neymar, their star player, I feel um, they may operate better, more efficient. Um, a bit like how MU are playing better without Ronaldo. Something like that. Yeah, so that's my starting level. Ashish, what do you think? I mean, I, uh, honestly, I'm not too surprised that you put in Roberto Firmino, but I'm a bit surprised <laughs> that you put in Richarlison. <laughs> and also not yeah. starting Neymar. I mean, yeah, like, I thought that I... was the headline. <laughs> like, that was the headline. Steven does not start Neymar. <laughs> yeah. have, have you seen Neymar play right wing before? I have not. 
Yeah, yeah. Is left. Sorry. Yeah, is yeah. David left left wing or the? Has he played CAM before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played CAM for for Brazil. Yeah. So it it has done already. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Brazil has been trying to incorporate Junior in in some way. So uh, to compensate, like Junior can't play in the middle, so they move Neymar to the middle. Yeah. And and he's still able to provide the goods. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. so yeah yeah that, that, that's my I had I had I have my justification now. But of yeah. course if I, if I'm teaching and I do that, of course Neymar will come knocking on my door and asking me why am I not <laughs> playing here? And he'll do the kind of Ronaldo saga again. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I was and Brazil fans would probably be cursing at you. Ronaldo. Sorry? Brazil fans would probably be cursing at you. But if I deliver the result, I don't mind. Uh, yeah, uh, true. That's true. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I think Brazil fans aren't satisfied with uh, or like one nil or two nils. They want to be entertained as well. So if you can yeah. deliver that as well, then I guess that's good. I can set on Anthony late in the game to do some spins. <laughs> I guess all of us have that same impression of Anthony, right? Where he's the yeah. he's the impact sub because like if he comes on at 80th minute and you're winning, he'll be mm. there to just show both and make, draw fouls, get the get the opponent angry, like yeah. spin around. <laughs> but at the same um, time, if you yeah. put him on, he he won't have time to do those kind of showboating stuff. He'll he'll get right to the point, so he can be a good impact sub for both reasons. True, I mean, I guess even yeah. uh, also because he's so young, um, I don't mm -hmm. think he has earned the right to start yet. Given that Brazil right. has so so much competition, yeah, yeah, so so many players to choose from. Like all of us had different strike strikers up front. Yeah, like, I looked at the options: Richarlison, Firmino, Jesus, Rodrigo, yeah. Martinelli, mm -hmm. Anthony. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about uh Bruno Gumares from 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 Newcastle. Like, he can be a good impact sub as well. Yep. Yeah. 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 One more thing: we haven't even talked about players who are based in Brazil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and those are the question marks we have because we are not uh, well versed in terms of the president league, you know. But but there are players right. there that they, they do bring along, you see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess one last question yes. for you, Stephen. Like, if Richarlison yes. doesn't is not fit, then would you start Rafinha or would you start Anthony? Oof. Oof. Or would you finally start Neymar? <laughs> Huh. I will start Rafinha. I will start Rafinha. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Anthony is my impact sub. Similar to yeah. Neymar, but yeah. The one thing about Anthony is that when he cuts inside on his left foot, he is very deadly. Arjun, I think you agree with me on that one. Uh, not as deadly as I like him to be, but he's good, yeah. As an MU fan, you want him to score every time he cuts inside, is it? I mean, Robert used to. <laughs> All right. Okay. And also this season, um, I think Cedric, you mentioned Martinelli as well. He has been doing well in left wing position as well for Arsenal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why. And the thing about Martinelli is that he's someone I I feel like he will listen to the coach if the coach tells him to track back. So that's why mm -hmm. I think he will be he will make a good left wing back as well. And uh, uh like from watching AFTV, even the AFTV people are saying sometimes like if you have to play a left back, that time there was a left back problem with without Zinchenko and when uh. 
uh, Tierney was injured all the time. They always yeah. wanted, they always put, play Martinelli there. Like, why was Arteta playing uh, Xhaka there? Like, Xhaka is better when you when you put him up front. You see, now now you see Xhaka attacking. That's when he's doing well. Mm. Like, well, why are you playing in left back where he's going to make a stupid uh, tackle and and lose the and, and give away a red card or a foul, you know? So, Martinelli can play left wing back. I think he'll, he'll do well there. But the problem is that if you do play the way I said just now about the 3 4 3, it's not the Tiki Taka way. And uh, the Brazilian fans won't be happy unless you win uh, the tournament. Yep. Adrian, one last question. Philippe Coutinho, would you bring him in your 25 man squad? No, definitely not. I don't think his uh, recent form has, uh, has what do you call it, uh, earned him the right to be on squad. Uh, like like you mentioned earlier, we have only spoken about European-based players. I'm sure there are many Brazil-based players who uh, could be could be up for consideration as well. So given that much competition, I don't think Coutinho would be a right player to bring. Yeah, and also we did not mention Newcastle's Brazilian player. They have a few that are performing very well. Just now Cedric mentioned Bruno Grimaldi, yeah. and also Jolinton as well. Oh yes. Joe Linton, I still put at like the bottom of the list though. Like, I, I still won't bring Joe Linton. Yeah. So, but I feel Joe Linton is a bit like uh, Fred from 2014, you know? The Fred, the striker, not Fred, the midfielder. Right. But he that's not. That's not right. But that's, he that's is not my, really. He's my plan key for my center forward. Hmm. If I need somebody like a Diogo, sorry, not Diogo, somebody like a Diego Costa, he is in that kind of mode. <laughs> mm, okay. Because Perhaps. in the Brazil squad, I don't have a, I don't have a big and strong center forward. Is it? Would you bring uh, back Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> not very much. Playing? <laughs> uh, I think he's playing somewhere, right? Still, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, Hulk is playing for Atlético Mineiro. Yeah. In Brazil, right? Brazil. Yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> never seen Hulk start for Brazil at like a big tournament. It, they always start with like Fred or, or, or like in the last World Cup it was Jesus. Yeah. Uh, or Hulk, sometimes you know, yeah, I never seen Hulk. Hulk was always in friendlies, I think. Only a few times I've seen right. him start. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't help like with the club choices he had. Like he didn't really want to challenge himself. He was always in those like Small like he was in the Russian league. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. he go. He went on money instead of glory. I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I think that concludes uh, a very good discussion on Brazil. Even though we know not much about them. Um. Uh, thanks, Cedric, for joining us today. No worries. Uh, thanks for having me back. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. Uh, even though uh, we don't know much about Brazil. Really. Mm. All right, um, I think thank you as well. Yeah, it was a good episode. All right, listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Football Universe World Cup Edition, where we discuss the preview of um, a few teams in focus. Last week we had England, this week we have Brazil. Who will we have for next week? Stay tuned to find out.